Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. It is The Rob Carson Show, and by the grace of God, it is finally Friday. It's Father's Day weekend, right? Father's Day weekend. You know, it's Father's Day weekend. I, I appreciate Father's Day weekend. I don't need anything for Father's Day. I was already asked, do you want anything for Father's Day? I'm like, no. It's Father's Day. You know, whatever. I'm a father on Monday, too. Really? I mean, honestly, I, I don't need it. I don't need it. My son did give me this little thing. It's uh, it's like one of those old things you used to get out of the Sharper's Image Catalog. Remember that when you used to get it on airplanes? And uh, and you'd put it around. It, what it is, it's a... It looks like an old set of uh, headphones, you know, and uh, remember the remember the headphones you used to wear in the 90s that had AM, FM on one side, you know? They look like that, except for on either side, there's fans. So it blows air at your neck and up toward your head, not, not to the point where you can't, you know, you can't talk, but it's delightful. I mean, it's like, holy crap, where did you, I fell asleep with the dang thing on the other night. I was watching TV, just chilling in the bedroom, fell asleep. With this thing going, so uh, you know, I got a little, I got a little present for Father's Day. Otherwise, I don't, I don't care to be, uh, I don't care to be uh, really uh, bothered by it. I, I'm a father every day. I love being a father. You guys are a gift to me. Whatever. Blah blah blah. Uh, Mother's Day is a different thing, though. You better do something for mom. That's just that's the way it all holidays are when it involves the dad or the mom. And with mom, you know what the number one present is the one thing that she always wants. And if you could figure out a way to box this and sell it, you'd sell out. Even at Target now, uh, just get a box of Leave Me the Hell Alone. If you could do that, then you would have the number one Mother's Day gift of all time. little box that says, Leave Me the Hell Alone. Because that's all moms want on Mother's Day is just to be left alone. Don't need dinner. Don't need whatever. Just go get out of here. Let me have my time. That's what they give. So happy uh, happy Father's Day, everybody. Before we get to uh, some uh, meat and potatoes here, a little bit more on this uh, Joe Biden uh, FBI cover-up of Hunter Biden's laptop and all this money that he got from foreign governments to sell influence that the national media is completely ignoring. <laughs> and then I've got this terrific monologue. Uh, Tucker Carlson, the fourth edition of his show on the interweb. And, uh, and he takes Biden to task. And he, it's a really brilliant takedown. But first, I, I've got some bad news for you. Apparently, uh, there will be no more rides to hell on bus 666. I'm on a this is real. Unless you're talking about the Biden Express. 
which is where he's taking the country. And there was only one lead singer to ACDC. That was Bon Scott. But, of course, Brian Johnson filled in in the clinch for 45 years. Okay, so anyway, in Poland, there is a bus that goes to hell, and it's labeled uh, 666. So the bus to the town of hell on Poland's Baltic coast, and I hear that hell is lovely this time of year, but you don't want to go in the winter because that's when hell is frozen over. And if Joe Biden uh, is convicted of something and put in prison, hell will also freeze over then. I thought you, And Hillary Clinton being held responsible for anything that she's done illegally, then you know that hell's going to freeze over. But anyway, uh, the local bus operator, PKS uh, Gidnya, announced last week that bus 66, 666 will no longer run to hell. It said it had flipped the last number and would now run the line under the number 669 starting <laughs> June 24th. <laughs> Local media said the bus company acted under pressure of Christian groups who had pushed for the change, but were already thinking of returning to the old number and a, amid a public outcry over the change. I think it's funny. I, listen, I'm a Catholic. I, I am a Christian. This is just funny. All right, inviting the, clister, the sister clister, that's out of word. The the sisters of perpetual whatever the hell to uh, to Dodger Stadium is not funny. They're just a bunch of douches. They are. They're they are they're not even Christians. They just they blaspheme and they're filthy, miserable, awful people. And uh, that's 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 you know, screw that. But if you're going to get on a bus 666 to a town called hell, I know I get it about tempting fate. I, I grew up Catholic. It's very similar to Jewish. And your mom would always say, oh, do you, you shouldn't, you know, you're really tempting fate when you take the bus 66 to hell, you know. I mean, you kind of are doing that anyway with your life, but don't do it literally. Uh, apparently, uh, a spokesperson for the Catholic Church uh, actually, no, a publication called Fronda, a Catholic publication, has for years. We used to get the Catholic Digest at home. It was pretty interesting. And the monthly Missalette. Did anybody get that? Boy, you couldn't wait for a new, uh, a new issue of the monthly Missalette in the pew at St. Pat's in Neola, Iowa. So Fronda, a Catholic publication, has for years called for the 666 bus to be renamed. <laughs> Call it the Biden bus to hell. Anyway, <laughs> to be renamed, arguing that it had satanic overtones. Oh, no, no way. You're kidding me, really? Just like that Iron Maiden album cover that I had when I was in high school. The uh, present, uh, to present, present the reality of eternal damnation is amusing in any way. is just saying st- plain stupidity. Uh, I get it. I get it. I get it. Catholics at least can take a joke. Until the sisters of perpetual ignorance or whatever they are tonight. You know, it's just kind of. And one more thought on this before I launch into uh, other news of the day. When I was in high school, and and I think we literally are in an uh, existential fight between good and evil in the country, okay? But when I was in high school and I had Rush's 2112 album and I had Iron Maiden and all this, uh, everybody was convinced that rock music was a devil worship and there were some groups who was overtly satanic music. And and I always, you know, I was a little, you know, like, okay, I don't worship Satan, okay, 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 you know. Uh, and, and then I realized that, you know, in my 40s, I was like, why isn't the Church of Satan really huge right now? Because all of these Gen X dudes who listen to 2112 and uh, and uh, anything by, including Number of the Beast, the album uh, by, my, uh, by uh, Iron Maiden, they're not worshiping Satan. 
No, never even thought about, never even thought about worshiping Satan. Just like the music, it's kind of weird. It's like they were almost just kind of provoking people to sell records. It's almost like that. <laughs> it's just so funny. Oh, oh, Joe Biden got asked. Uh, uh, he's starting to get some intense questions. Remember the first summer that he was a president, and it was all about your favorite ice cream, Mr. President. And it was like he'd go to the ice cream place and, "What are you having today? I'm having chocolate, chocolate chip. Oh, the dear leader has chosen chocolate, chocolate chip. Let the cry across the land become chocolate, chocolate chip. Destroy all other ice cream flavors. They're not worth eating because the dear leader has chosen chocolate, chocolate." Chip. Remember that? Well, it wasn't that ye- way yesterday at the White House. Why did you ask such a dumb question about Ukraine? Why did you ask such a dumb question? It's because people are starting to catch on to what's going on. Jim Comer. No one believes this was a coincidence that on the same day, the FBI produced a document that showed they've been sitting on allegations of a Biden bribery for years that uh, Donald Trump just happened to be indicted. That's yeah, kind of interesting. Uh, I want to play this one soundbite by Josh Hawley from yesterday because he was confronting this guy. Oh, what the hell? I got so many papers in front of me here. Uh, this guy yesterday in front of Congress. He is the, um, oh, I got it right here. Uh, Matthew Olson, head of the FBI National Security Division. And here is what he said. Because you know what? They've never, they've never said anything about the FISA warrant that Hillary Clinton and the FBI got to surveil Donald Trump's candidacy, presidency, uh, transition and presidency. And that's illegal to lie to a Pfizer court to get a warrant. And so Josh Hawley asked the question we've been wondering, are you investigating the people who did this? Who was fired for the lies to the Pfizer court for the Carter Page warrant? Who, who, who was fired for that? Anybody? Has anybody been held accountable no. for your institution deliberately lying to a Pfizer court to get a wiretap yeah, on an true. ongoing presidential campaign? That's true. There is an ongoing disciplinary process with respect to individuals involved in that. Here's the deal. You're back in front of us asking for the reauthorization of extraordinary authorities. Multiple courts have uncovered extraordinary abuses perpetrated by your agency. You are at the same time concealing information about serious allegations made against the president of the United States. Yeah, it's double standard. Even as your institution also targets his chief political opponent in an unprecedented way. Why would we ever give you the blank check that you want to continue surveilling American citizens in an improper manner. Why would we ever do that? Senator, we're here to talk about reforms today. I did get confirmation that the query... No, we're not. We're here to talk about the reauthorization of Section 702. Why would we reauthorize it, given your track record of abuse? There you go. I think they shouldn't reauthorize it, and they also think they ought to defund the new FBI headquarters that they're working on. That's like a billion dollars, and they should give it to all the illegals that uh, uh, Joe Biden has allowed to come into the country. How about that? Is that a good idea? I think that's kind of a, a good idea. I really, really do. I think it's a great idea. Uh, I want to move into um, Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson put together his uh, fourth edition of his... Uh, well, it's not Tucker Carlson tonight, all right? And I'm just going to be honest, and I pointed this out in the first one. I said, Tucker, he need a little production value because people are used to seeing Tucker Carlson. Good evening, Tucker Carlson. You got the, you know, the background and you got the, the clips and the guests and all that. That's what people want. Listen, I love me some Tucker Carlson. I admire his writing. I love his narrative. Uh, he was the reason why I even watch any Fox at all. And now I don't. 
But it's going to be needed. Otherwise, you're just going to be a talking head. I mean, a talking with a brilliant opinion, but, you know, do the, do the specialty stuff and then... I don't know. Sign with Newsmax so you have a studio, <laughs> to say, uh, and then and then do what you do every day, so we can have something to rely on every day at any time. This is Tucker Cross. That's what I think you need to do. Although his uh, numbers are absolutely terrific. I mean, absolutely terrific. And um, he he uh, talked last night. It was pretty funny. He opened up his segment because, I don't know if you knew this, but uh, there was a guy named Alexander McCaskill, and he was a producer on Tucker Carlson Tonight, and uh, apparently he was there after Tucker was fired, and up on the screen while Donald Trump was talking and Joe Biden was talking, Donald Trump about being indicted, Joe Biden about what? up came this thing that said that Joe Biden was a dictator. All right, said that he uh, uh, he is a dictator, and blah blah blah. I don't have it in front of me right now. A wannabe dictator is what showed up. Well, this guy's been fired, uh, canned by Fox, not even given two weeks. Just bye bye, get your stuff, get out of here. And it, and it begs the question: Why is this such a big deal? Uh, why why is everybody claiming that this is uh, so dramatic? That, and literally, there are Congress people saying Fox needs to be taken off of the Armed Services Broadcast Network because this clearly shows bias and all that stuff. And it makes you kind of wonder if maybe Tucker Carlson is kind of over the tar- target as far as dictatorial powers and things that are happening in this country that I've been talking about for years. And last night, he zeroed in on them. And he did it in a humorous way with a wink and a nod. And I've got that coming up. This is the Rob Carson Show. The SS Titanic is going down. And there's no room on the door for Democrats. It's the Rob Carson Show. So the veteran Fox producer responsible for Chiron, which is uh, the characters on uh, on a page, the words at the bottom of the page, excuse me, called Joe Biden a... uh, wannabe dictator and uh, Tucker Carlson decided to run with that last night in his uh, commentary on Twitter and I thought it was uh, I thought it was masterful because I have made some of the same comparisons not because I've made some of the same comparisons but made it masterful Tucker Carlson made it masterful but these are things that I've been echoing for years about oligarchy uh, the uh, power of the uh, the presidency and how it's expanding dramatically, certainly under Joe Biden's tenure. Here's Tucker. But calling Joe Biden a wannabe dictator, that stung. So you've got to wonder, if you're being honest with yourself, is Joe Biden a wannabe dictator? Is he a wannabe dictator? And clearly the media is going insane because Joe Biden, uh, you know, it, it was on the screen and they want to certainly not, uh, you know, approve that, that Joe Biden is a wannabe dictator, uh, you know, all powerful and all that. Or maybe they just hit a nerve more from Tucker. Of course Joe Biden's not a wannabe dictator. Just because he's trying to put the other candidate in prison for the rest of his life for uh, a crime he himself committed yeah. doesn't mean he has a totalitarian impulse. No. Come on, that's absurd. Yes. It takes a lot more than jailing your political rivals to earn the title wannabe dictator. That's the consensus in Washington tonight. Oh, yeah, it takes a lot more than that. Like what? The one thing that all dictators have in common is they enrich themselves and their families their tribe, even as the countries they govern grow steadily poorer and more desperate. But that's other countries they're talking about, not the United States. They take kickbacks from businesses and uh, from mm. other dictators. Okay, okay. They use the official functions of their government to funnel cash to themselves. Oh, okay, well, they don't bother to hide the fruits of this. 
They live in garish mansions with big lawns far from the teeming cities. A lot of them right down by the waterfront, even though the sea levels are supposedly rising. It's kind of weird. Even as their own citizens languish in growing poverty, in some cases, literally living in tents on the street. Yeah, and, and by the way, the number one growing sector in uh, retail for groceries is dollar stores. But that's in America, but it's, it's not at all like, I don't know, Venezuela or anything like that. There's nothing the population can do about it in a dictatorship. It's no longer possible to fight injustice in a system like that. Well, yeah, but not here. People can't gather in large numbers to protest the rule of the dictator. Yeah. If they try that, they'll be arrested by his state security services. Even years after the fact, a visit for men in body armor at the breakfast table, that happens. And if citizens persist... In but it certainly didn't happen on January the 6th, and it's, it's not happening now in America, right? Believing they can gather in groups to protest, they may be shot to death, a bullet to the throat. And then... Just to make the humiliation complete, to make the lesson gin clear to everyone oh, yeah. else watching, yes. their relatives can be arrested for daring to complain that their children were killed for complaining. That's weird. That actually happens in some places. Ask Ashley Babbitt's mother. Yes, but it, it certainly doesn't happen in the United States under Joe, uh, but, well, okay. A report in Wired Magazine just this week revealed that the highly non-dictatorial Biden administration yes, hot, is busy tracking the phones of millions of Americans yeah, yeah. without their knowledge and without bothering to get a warrant. And at the same time, the same non-dictatorial administration yeah, is stockpiling a massive trove of damaging information about these same Americans. Well, that's to help people, I'm sure. To be used at some point, we are sure, for entirely noble well, purposes. Okay. So the administration now knows everything where you spend your days, who you talk to, what you think, your porn habits. Not a big deal. Uh -oh. The administration already knows what you buy, of course, because they've leaned on the big banks to turn over your confidential credit card information. Yeah, Bank America did Not it. Not because anyone uh -huh. here is a wannabe dictator, no. to be clear, but just because. It's nice to have that information, just in case, in the words of the Fox News PR department, a situation arises that needs to be, quote, addressed. Was that a shot at Fox News? Maybe, I don't know, leaking information about Tucker to news organizations after they let him go? I don't know. Probably not. Probably talking about another uh, another network. Here's my favorite, though, and I've been talking about this for a while. Uh, what happens in other dictatorships when the, uh, the dear leader is ill? Uh, they ignore it. Dictators have that look. You know one when you see one. Dictators build cults of personality around themselves, yeah. and they use those cults to deny the glaringly obvious. In his later years, to name just one example, North Korean dictator Kim Il-sung developed an enormous baseball-sized tumor on the back of his neck. Oh, yeah. It was huge. It was grotesque. It was right there. You couldn't ignore it. Oh. You couldn't possibly not see it. Yeah. But in North Korea, state media did ignore not it. Not see it. Not see it. They pretended it didn't exist, and so, in some important sense, it didn't. If a tumor grows on a neck, but no one acknowledges it, is it really there? But that's not like America. Thankfully, nothing like that is happening in our country, no. or ever will. No. Joe Biden never developed some profound physical or medical problem that was obvious to everybody. Journalists would say something. This is not North Korea. We don't have state media here. No. If Joe Biden was, say, incapable of completing a full sentence, yeah, or mistook his sister for his wife Ooh, or yeah. suddenly started falling down in public for no reason. The New York Times would report on that yeah. and get to the bottom of what was actually happening. Yeah, That would be its duty in yeah. a free country like ours. Yeah. It's not like they would cover it up. No. The very idea of a cover-up sounds like a conspiracy theory, a dangerous one, actually, so stop it. Yeah, stop it right now.
Honestly, how could you possibly think that uh, we're moving toward a dictatorship? It's absurd on the it's absurd on the face of it, right? Right. I'm not hearing anything but crickets. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. Coming up, uh, you know, I had mentioned that uh, Mike Pence doesn't stand a uh, snowball's chance in Washington, D.C. of becoming the president. And apparently something he said on a podcast yesterday has solidified it with uh, other conservative pundits. I'll share the audio. Your phone calls welcome here at 800-922-6680. This, my friends, is The Rob Carson Show. This country was made by tax rebels, freedom fighters, gold seekers, believers, lovers, and true patriots. We're Newsmax, and we're their heirs, and so are you. Newsmax TV, real news for real people. Hey guys, it's Carson. Imagine this, in the dead of night you're lying in bed, suddenly you hear something go bump. What's your next move? Well, you reach for the ultimate solution. The new MC-14 T tip-up pistol from EAA Corp and Gerson. This game-changing firearm is perfect for those with limited hand strength disabilities or anyone seeking a comfortable and user-friendly alternative. Picture this. The MC-14T features an ingenious tip-up barrel design, making loading and unloading a breeze. Say goodbye to struggles while racking a slide. Just load the tip-up barrel, lock it back, and you're ready to fire. That is pretty ingenious, actually. The MC-14T is chambered in 380 ACP boasting a 13-plus round capacity. With its reliable stopping power and compact size, it's an excellent choice for personal defense, complete with accessory rail and ambidextrous safeties. Experience a new level of convenience, available with all EAA Corp. distributors. Starting at an incredibly affordable MSRP of just $498. Don't miss out on this game-changing firearm. Visit eaacorp.com today. eaacorp.com. They shut down your kid's school. They forced them to wear masks. They taught them CRT and radical transgender nonsense. Now, Mama Bear and Papa Bear are pissed. It's the Rob Carson Show. So, have you seen this uh, video online? Uh, Blues Kitty. Have you seen Blues Kitty? Uh, I want to get into that. I'll try to play that. It's pretty funny. Uh, I'm not a cat owner because I'm allergic, and uh, uh, that's the excuse I'm going to use the rest of my life. Nothing against cats. I'm just not a cat guy, you know? And uh, there's this cat, and he, this cat talked, and it sounded like he's kind of singing the blues, and, and uh, I'll, I'll share that shortly, because I don't know a lot of fans in the audience who are cat fans. There's a guy named Lee, I know, and he just loves cats, man. He has... This guy that I know, Lee, actually flew on a private jet with his cats. That's how much he loves his cats. <laughs> so I'll, I'll play Blues Kitty here very shortly on the show. Oh, yeah, one more thing. This is Tucker Carlson. You know, he's talking about uh, the Chiron that showed uh, the, the guy who said that Joe Biden was a wanted to be dictator. He's been fired from Fox for putting that up on as a Chiron on Joe Biden's image, uh, that he's a wanted to be dictator. And, and here is one more comparison Tucker Carlson makes to uh, everybody else being a dictator, but certainly not Joe Biden. If he was a dictator, Biden's speeches would look like Nuremberg rallies. Yeah. A blood-red backdrop, armed soldiers by his side, true, yeah. screaming about crushing his eternal enemies. Honestly, Biden did come close to that one time last September at a speech in Philadelphia. But it wasn't in any sense dictatory, dictatory. It was necessary. Yeah. As MSNBC assured us at the time, quote, yeah. Biden aimed to showcase his faith in the military apparatus and its ability to back the democratic order. 
Yeah, See, it was about democracy, not yeah. dictatorship. Yeah, yeah. just listen no to this. It wasn't about creating political enemies that you could take down eventually and disarm the public and overtake them or anything like that. It, it, no, this was a, this was just about preserving democracy. Listen, the MAGA Republicans don't just threaten our personal rights and economic. We must be stronger, more determined, and more committed to saving America than the MAGA Republicans are destroying America. Wow, that's weird. The MAGA Republicans don't just threaten our personal rights and economic security. Wow. They're a threat to our very democracy. They refuse to accept the will of the people. That's weird. You and 81 million Americans voted to save our democracy. Donald Trump isn't just a former president. He is a defeated former president. We wow. just have to vote, 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 and make sure no one ever has an opportunity to steal an election again. <laughs> yeah, it is amazing. We do live in uh, amazing times, don't we? And as I said, we're in the middle of this. This is a revolutionary war. We're in the middle of it. They're using weapons against us, just not bullets, just not tanks. But they are going to or try to destroy us, and they're trying to destroy Donald Trump. Can you hear the people saying? Let's go to Phil in Virginia. He wants to talk today. Phil, welcome to the Rob Carson Show, and a good Friday to you. Hey, Mr. Carson. Uh it's so nice to be able to get to you now. Yes, sir. I just heard you have Joe on there saying, vote, vote, vote. Uh, but he's making me sick, sick, sick. Uh, I know your program reaches a lot of folks. And I heard what Matt Getz uh, was. Well, I heard when you had Matt Getz, Matt Getz on a while ago uh, questioning the deputy director of the FBI. I've seen Ted Cruz on there questioning them. But to I know that they swear them in when they come in. I assume that's what they do. Yeah. But I have not yet heard one of them say, "What did you take an oath of honor when you became an FBI agent? I, I looked it up, and it says this, if you got 30 seconds. I name to solemnly swear or affirm that I will support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic, that I will bear true faith and allegiance to the same, that I take this obligation freely without any mental reservation or purpose of evasion, and that I will faith will well and faithfully discharge the duties of the office on which I'm about to enter. So help me, God. Yeah. I wish they would just start out, once the guys start lying, and tell them I can't answer that question, I ask them, did they take it over? Yeah, because that's that's a maybe great point. Touch somebody's conscience sooner or later. Well, I, I get that, but you have to have morals in a conscience, and that's the the big problem with a lot of people in power in Washington D.C. right now. Uh, we've seen this that's very clearly. Right. I I used to believe that we wore white hats, we were the good guys, but the, the people at the heads of some of these agencies are the bad guys. They are as bad as you could ever imagine. They are as bad as you could ever imagine. I mean, uh, it, it is it is remarkable. I'm very very grateful though, Phil, that I'm on the radio at this time in my life. That we come together at this moment in history to unveil the biggest scandal and the biggest threat to this glorious country that we've ever faced. And now it's been exposed, Phil, and now we can fight it, and now we can defeat it. God, I hope so, Mr. Yeah, me too, bro. Me uh, too, bro. I love you for your efforts, brother. All right, we're going to keep fighting. Thanks. Have a good one, bud. And a happy Father's Day. Because even if you're not a father, I think you might have had one. At least, uh, you know, that's still happening, I guess. Oh, God, this is so stupid. I saw this on Facebook today. Where the hell was it? Oh, yeah, there's a book. And it's called, 
Oh, man, I just lost it. Hold on one second. It was it was a book that said Daddy is pregnant. Yeah, in my Daddy's Billy b- belly, the uh, the uh, miracle of male birth. Seriously, and this is from what uh, Prager? No, it's not Prager. It's, uh, I don't know. It's a, it's a book company, literally uh, written by Logan Brown, and it's in my Daddy's belly, the miracle of male birth. Uh, there's nothing miraculous about it. It's sickening. Uh, it's ridiculous. It's evil. It's sickening. Father's Day is coming up this weekend. I am a father. I'm a proud father. My masculinity is not toxic. It's awesome. It kicks ass. My masculinity, for instance, it was the other day. My wife, we just started deciding to uh, tear apart the bathroom. And, and you know, we were going to pay these guys to destroy the bathroom. And I said... This weekend, I'm sitting around, I'm like, why the hell would I pay somebody to wreck something that I hate? I'll do it. So I started it. And my wife is in there chipping away with a little, trying to get the subflooring up and the tile, and she's using a, you know, putty knife and then a crowbar, and she's cranking, and she's getting like, it's like, it's like you took one of those, uh, those uh, mosaic tiles they find buried in Pompeii, and they, they uncover one little square of it until after a year, they finally begin to see a pattern of the thing. And that's what Cal was doing in there, and I said, screw that, I'm going to go down and get my ice chipper from the winter, and I went in and took that floor up in 20 minutes. 20 minutes post-haste, didn't even sweat. That's the kind of masculinity that kicks butt. You know, and, and that's the masculinity that, that uh, protects his family. And that's the masculinity that uh, felt terrible when he couldn't provide for his family. But he knew that it was his duty and responsibility as a father to protect his family, to be the provider for his family. And when he failed at doing that, it made him feel like less of a man. But I'm back, baby. And if you think that by growing facial hair and having your boobs removed, you're suddenly a dad, you're not. The same way as if a man has his penis removed and gets bust implants and he's a mom. It ain't happening. Stop it. Stop it. I can't be an NBA player either. I can't be a pro basketball player. A lot of things I can't be, and I can't be a woman either. And you don't even want to see that. My Lord. You don't even want to see me as a woman. My God in heaven. It would be terrible. You take one look at me and you go, no amount of alcohol. Uh, never. Uh, uh. No. Hey, let's talk about, uh, oh, I don't know, Mike Pence. I think we should talk about Mike Pence, but first we need to set something up with uh, a new number, a little number here, ladies and gentlemen. It's got a nice beat, easy to dance to. This is from Jim Gossett, starring Mitch McConnell, about backstabbers in Washington, D.C., what did I do? I lied to Trump's face. I wanted Joe to take his place. I'm a backstabber. Yeah, you got an endorsement from Trump. And now there's no doubt. I tried to take Trump out because I'm a backstabber. Yeah, he is. Backstabber. I would not lift a finger to help Donald Trump. I'll lift a finger for you, Mitch, right here. disloyal. He is a guy that I wanted to dump, to dump, to dump, to dump, to dump. Dump, to dump, dump. I'm China Mitch, and I'm such a traitor. Uh-huh. Rhino at heart, conservative hater. Don't turn around when you're under attack. Mm-mm. Or you might wind up with my knife in your back. What, what will I do? do? I'll lie to your face. Then I'll take your Senate race. I'm a backstabber. Backstabber. Trump, I'd like to.
the trash. Like, yo, I love that kind of cash. I'm a backstabber. Backstabber. <laughs> this is Clay Travis yesterday talking to Mike Pence. Now, you, right now, you've got the evidence. I mean, it's in your face evidence. The FBI is completely in bed with the Biden administration of the deep state. It started with 2016. It came uh, through the midterms, and it is blatantly obvious the FBI is sitting on the uh, all of the investigations of the Biden family and going after Donald Trump. It's very obvious. So the answer to the question that uh, that Clay Travis asked Mike Pence, would you pardon him, would be, well, of course I pardon him because this is a bunch of crap. But he didn't, you see. Because you know why? Because he's Mike Pence. Why am I wrong to think that it is important for whoever the Republican president is in the event that it is not Trump to pardon him and why would you not want to pardon him and I will just say to you as I've said another place I, I can't defend what has been alleged uh, but the former president is entitled to his day in court Backstabber. would you pardon him from those federal charges I, I just think it's premature to have any conversation about that right now. I Backstabbers! think you're dodging the question and, and, and frankly, not stepping up on the on the front of leadership, which in the past you've been willing to do. So I, I, to me, not answering is a no. I mean, Matt, look, we either believe in our judicial process in this country. We don't, Mike, because it's screwed up and it is absolutely weaponized against conservatives or we don't we either stand by the rule of law or we don't i just uh, what i would tell you is wow. i think as someone who but has what i'm hearing is you're law. fine with donald trump being put think, in prison sir and that to me well, look, since it, you were his wrong. vice president guys, feels guys, pretty disrespectful wow Wow. And, and you know, when I use the analogy about when you're watching pro wrestling, you got two bad guys out here and they're beating up the one good guy and the other good guy is standing outside the ring watching his partner get pummeled and beaten and all of that stuff. And then and just kind of reaching out, trying to get a tag. And they're, you know, they're distracting the the uh, referee, who is the FBI, by the way, and the media. And, they, and they're all distracted and everything. And they're uh, defending the beating over here. And then finally, somebody gets tagged in. And that person just happens to be Seb Gorka on Newsmax. If you didn't try this man why did you volunteer to work for him if you worked for him for four years and you didn't see any problems why are you turning on him now if you did have problems if you were disturbed by him why didn't you resign when you were actually in office yeah you and Mike Pompeo was the prestige the money too important. Yeah. You're not men. Wow. You're traitors to everything we hold sacred as men. I'm not talking about America. Of course, you're traitors to America because the people spoke. And then you decided to work for that man. <laughs> but you're not men, really. Uh-oh. Because men must have honor. Yeah, drink your Bud Light there, wuss boy. And you have none. Because for some personal profit, fear, I don't know what it is. You're turning your back on a man who is under assault by those who are destroying America. I spurn you both. Wow. Mike Pence and Mike Pompeo, uh, both of them uh, backstabbers in a major, major way. And that's why, you know, Donald Trump, look at this, seven years of persecution. He literally gave an endorsement to Mitch McConnell so Mitch McConnell could win. Mitch McConnell stabs him in the back. 
you got uh, and and nothing against uh, DeSantis, whatever. But you know, DeSantis wouldn't be the governor of Florida without Donald Trump. It's very clear. Donald Trump takes it as an affront to his endorsement that he would run against him, and I don't blame him. You would too. You would too. Uh, and, and I, you know, I would imagine that after a while, after all of the pummeling and all the beatings and all of the backstabbing and all of this and all of that, that the president has gone through, Donald Trump has gone through, that eventually you might hit back and just say, you know what, screw you. But you're not supposed to do that because that's mean. It's like a mean tweet. Oh, my God, it's so mean. Stop it. Seriously, lay there and get beaten to death. Don't be impolite. Let's take a break and come back, shall we? This is The Rob Carson Show. Opinions are easy. Entertaining? Not so much. It's the Rob Carson Show. Hey, my buddy Sean Farish, the guy who does the Trump impression on this show, the official Trump impressionist, is on Newsmax right now. What do you know? You got to watch Newsmax this weekend, guys. I I, uh, finished up uh, all the editing and taping of my show, which is called Rob Carson's What in the World, uh, for this weekend. And it is funny. I mean, funny, 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 funny. Uh, part of it because I had a really, you know, the cold and the voice. And so I used the voice as a movie announcer and as Morgan Freeman during the show. And it was a, an out-of-body experience. When you watch it, you're going to go, that was dubbed in. It's not. And then just the commentary and the comedy, some stuff in there for Father's Day. Uh, you, you go to Newsmax.com or NewsmaxTV.com for listings. But it uh, runs at 8 o'clock tomorrow night, Sunday at 2. And uh, I think you're going to love it. Rob Carson's, what in the world? And uh, if you want to laugh... And you need, I know you need to laugh. Uh, you will do a spit tag. It's, it's, it's that good. Uh, this is a new segment I think I'm going to call Apropos of Nothing. And that is, it has nothing to do with the news. It's just funny. And there's this, this blues cat thing that's going around here. Did you hear about this? It's called the blues cat. And, it, and the cat literally says, sometimes I'm alone. It sounds like he's saying, I'm alone. This cat. And, and what this, the owner of the cat decided to add some keyboards and then some vocals, and then people around the country are adding stuff. I've got the clip where it's uh, the cat, then the keyboards and the vocals, then drums. And then they've added choirs and all sorts of crap. But I want you to hear this. I'm doing this for you cat lovers, by the way. I'm not a cat lover, but I'm doing it for you. Here it is. It's- See? Sometimes I'm alone. Hello. Did you hear that? Sometimes I'm alone. Hello. Yeah, here it is. He says the full uh, video is on YouTube, and there you go. That is uh, uh, Blue's Cat. I think it's time for one of these now. Hold on one second. Let me try that again. Hold on. Well, it's time for it. Let's try it. I'm t- it's worse than doing a face plant when your, your setup fails. Uh, I'm going to do one of these now. There it is. Gender confusion. What is my gender today? Hey, hey. Gender confusion. Gender confusion. Hey, hey. I teach my elementary school students about gender identity. 
So Space Force General admits she'd prioritize general surgery access over qualified officers. This is real. This is the wokeness of the military. This has to be fired. Transformational cultural change requires leadership from the top. Transformational cultural change, like, I don't know, fundamentally changing America. And we do not have time to wait. Since January of this year, more than 400 anti-LGBTQ plus laws have been introduced at the state level. That number hey, is... Hey, Jackweed, uh, China's building a spy base costing a billion dollars in Cuba. How about you worry about that? It's rising and demonstrates a trend that could be dangerous for service members, their families, and the readiness of the force as a whole. There is, watch the whole thing. Uh, so here's the deal. There is no um, trans genocide. There is not an increase in trans hate crimes. It's not happening. You know how I know this? Because there aren't any in the news. There's that. When I look at potential candidates, say for squadron command, I strive to match the right person to the right job. I consider their job performance and relevant experience first. However, I also look at their personal circumstances, and their family is also an important factor. Now, we're going to get into the rest of this on the other side of the top of the hour. Trust me, there's much more. This is The Rob Carson Show. You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. It is the Rob Carson Show, and by the grace of God, it is finally Friday. The number is 800-922-6680. I want to do a little bit more of this. Uh, the United States Air Force Lieutenant General Deanna M. Burt basically admitted during a recent DOD LGBTQ plus pride event that she would allow access to gender-affirming care take priority over qualifications when assigning officers. That's how stupid things have gotten in this country. But before I uh, do that, let me set it up with a little musical number. Because that's what we like to do. You know, insensitive song parodies to make a point. We're so cruel. Jim Gossett. Sometimes it's hard to be a woman. Yeah, we make our songs absurd because the subject is. When you sound and look just like a man That kid Dylan Is really killing Dylan Mulvaney But light in a way They hadn't planned Everybody's saying Stand by your trans Looks more like a she male. That's insensitive. The girl with something extra. Hello. Stand by your trans. Dylan needs more than makeup. He puts on all the blush he can. Stand by. Trans. So again, I had alluded this earlier, played a little bit as well. U.S. Space uh, Space Force Lieutenant General Deanna Imbert 
uh, basically admitted that she would uh, allow access to gender-affirming care to take priority over qualifications when assigning officers. So um, she needs to be fired, but here is a little bit. I'll, I'll just tee it up again from the very beginning. How's that? Change requires leadership from the top, and we do not have time to wait. Since January of this year, more than 400 anti-LGBTQ plus laws have been... In That's a political line there. It's nothing to do with that at all. It's about not bringing sex and sexuality into elementary school classrooms. Shut up! ...produced at the state level. That number is rising and demonstrates a trend that could be dangerous for service members, their families, and the readiness of the force as a whole. Really? Really? Not at all. How about you focus on the important stuff? As a whole. When I look at potential candidates, say for squadron command, yeah. I strive to match the right person to the right job. Yes. I consider their job performance and relevant experience first. Yeah, sure. However, I also look at their personal circumstances. What and their is family that? is also an important factor. Okay, It's a good match for a job does not feel safe being themselves and performing at their highest potential at a given location. Meaning if you're not accepted and you don't use that person's pronouns and all that stuff. Or if their family could be denied critical health care due to the law. That's talking about not allowing children to have transgender surgery. That's what it is. I was in that state. I am compelled to consider a different candidate and perhaps less qualified. Wow. Okay, you know what? Fire her now. We don't have time for this nonsense. That is a fireable offense. Saying that she would rather have an unqualified candidate in a position in an, a branch of the military for political nonsense. She needs to be fired. I, we live in a very cruel world, kids. We live in a very cruel world that is dominated by people who love to control other people, and when they can't, they just kill them. Most of the world wants you and us dead. Most of the world wants the United States taken down. They hate America because they've never been able to achieve its greatness because they've never looked at the seeds of what created it and the people who created it. And we're in the process of the last 20 years of destroying the legacy of those who created it, fought and died for it, risked everything to create the greatest engine of individual and economic freedom in the history of mankind. And I'm not going to let some fool like this Dr. or Lieutenant General Deanna M. Burt say that she would rather have a, a transgendered whatever of the commander than somebody who's qualified. Fire her. Washington Nationals pitcher Trevor Williams said the L.A. Dodgers organization knows exactly what it's doing after the franchise reviled, re-invited, I should say, a group called the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence to its Pride Night celebrations. Now, I'm a Catholic. I was raised a Catholic. Uh, obviously, a lot of times when you, when you grow up Catholic, you separate from your Catholic church, and then you realize later that while the Catholic church has its faults, it, you know, pretty, it's pretty, uh, it's, it's an, it's a great, I think it's a, go a good religion. I do. Um, I'm glad I was raised in it. I was raised in the Jesuit tradition. Um, my mother was a really brilliant woman, and so you, and I and I learned you could juxtapose, you could have beliefs in science and astronomy and uh, and quantum physics and all that, and still believe in God and, and philosophy and all that. And so it was very valuable to me, and that's why I appreciate the Catholic Church. It's not just Bible banging. It's not just you know whatever. It encompasses a lot of things, and it looks at a whole universe approach to existence. That's that's what I gathered from it anyway. You know, that's what I took from it. You know, maybe maybe I missed something, but that's what I that's what I got out of it. 
And, and uh, you know, I, I think that we're just kind of tired of being picked on all the damn time. You know, Christians, here's the thing. This is the left goes after, like, for instance, the radical LGBTQRSTUV mafia. They go after women because they pursue, they perceive women as weak. That's the reason. They wouldn't try it in a men's locker room. You know why? Because you'd get the snot kicked out of you. Although men wouldn't beat up a woman pretending to be a man. They just say, uh, yeah, I really don't belong in there. But they perceive women as weaker, so what they do is they go after women in athletics, they go after women to become woman of the year and all this stuff. And, and the same goes with Christians. They will go after Christians, they will burn Bibles, they will wipe their butts with it, and, but they wouldn't touch the Koran because they know there'd be hell to pay. But this is, uh, this is uh, Washington Nationals pitcher Tre- Trevor Williams speaking above his contract, pe- speaking above what he does for a living to defend his faith. And what an insult this is to people of faith at a ballpark. It even goes against the team uh, rules. Just listen. We cannot stand idly by while our Lord gets mocked. And uh, before I hit send, you know, you try and do as much research as you can, right? You see the horrific videos that were posted of them. You read about what they were trying to do. Um, These things that are deeply offensive to us. And then you see that, well, they're doing these things. They're raising money for this, that, and the other. They've been doing it for over 30 years. But it, it, the sisters of perpetual indulgence are not a, uh, they're not Christians, they're Satanists. They're not good people, they're not Catholics, they're not Christian. They exist to mock everything about the Catholic Church, including Jesus Christ himself. It was the point when the Dodgers re-invited them after knowing very well what they've been doing for the and last 30 years. Um, to give them a Community Hero Award. Yeah. Correct. And, yeah, and that and at that point, you know, at that point I looked at the Dodgers code of conduct. I'm like, look or the Dodgers fan code of conduct and it said you cannot wear anything or say anything that goes anybody's against anybody's age, gender, creed, religion. Huh. And at that point it was like this is a blatant this is Slap going face. against their code of conduct. Yep. Um, it's a blatant um, anti-Catholic message that they're sending, regardless of how much, you know, quote-unquote good they've been doing in their community. But when I saw how deeply offensive it was, doing awful things to the cross, doing awful things about Stations of the Cross, like, it's just, it, it became a point where th- these negatives are, are not, they shouldn't be honored and they shouldn't mock a certain, room, a certain group. Because you did say in that statement as well that you believe all groups should be welcomed and respected when it comes to Major League mm-hmm. Baseball. So this group specifically, the group who call themselves the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, mm-hmm. what is it, if we get to the core of it, that you believe is mocking your Catholic faith? Well, I don't know everything. Yeah, I think if anyone with two eyes and a brain can see that they're, you know, they're they're mocking uh, the the religious habits of the of nuns. Yeah. They're mocking um, what we hold most deeply and what are our core convictions. They're just they're they're blatantly mocking it. Yeah, they're making uh, the Virgin Mary into a drag queen. And honestly, screw you, screw you and your nonsense. And I'm all about you can offend all you want. That's great. But when you celebrate and embrace something like this as a team, as the Dodgers, honestly. If I were Catholic, I'd never go to another damn frickin' Dodgers game. Ever. I wouldn't. We're done with it. It's just, it's, it's nonsense. Even a Christian. If you're going to give these, these jackasses a, uh, an award, honestly, done. Done. Make your bed, now lie in it. Make your bed, now lie in it, Bud Light. Make your bed and lie in it, now Target. You want to go there and go for it? Go for it. Do that. This isn't about offending. This is about, this is worse than offending. 
because we have the First Amendment of the Constitution. It, it, it is there to protect offensive speech. This isn't offensive. I mean, this is offensive, but this is also an endorsement of it by the Dodgers. There's a lot of ways to express yourself freely. It's whether or not your organization wants to embrace and reward it. And if you do, then you're going to alienate a whole lot of people. And that's your decision. Go for it. Americans are uniting in broad opposition to the transgender ideology despite a, pro, a roar of pro-transgenderism rhetoric from Fortune 500 companies. So they're still pushing it on us, and they're doing a face plant. Doing a face plant. Yeah. Uh, they basically, there are only two genders, male and female. That's the question. And uh, 43% of respondents say they think they are, there are only uh, two possible genders, man or woman, apparently. Um, Nineteen, a much in 2019, a much higher share. Twenty-four percent of respondents in the P, the poll said they think uh, there is a range of many possible genders. Uh, anyway, I'm not getting into the, the minutia of this, but but people are not buying it. And, you know, and it's because it's it's absurd. It always has been absurd on the face of it. But uh, people are finally saying, well, yeah, you know what? You can't shut us down anymore. It's absurd. You you can't change gender. You can't put a kid on puberty blockers, and you can't do mutilative surgery. If you do. You're going to be punished. You're going to be punished here on this planet. You're going to lose your medical license. It, the hell's coming on this. I mean, people are going to be punished for this. They're going to be uh, punished for p- performing these surgeries and directing children who are mentally ill uh, to transition their sexes, mutilate themselves, and then wake up in their 20 and go, what the hell happened to me? It's, it's, going, it, it's coming. All right? It's just going to come. But that doesn't mean they are not going to push this nonsense on all of us. For instance, a Canadian broadcast company out there in the country of Canada. The Canadian Broadcasting Corporation published a video to its CBC Kids News Channel that featured a child actor explaining gender, sexual orientation, and the acronyms to describe different purported sexualities. <coughs> now, when you hear this, just listen to the acronym now and realize that it is totally over for this movement. It's so stupid, it cannot exist under the weight of its own stupidity. And remember, I told you that LGBTQIA+, uh, goes off into infinity like pie. It does. Listen to this absurdity. Have you seen this term? 2SLGBTQQIPAA+. You know what each letter means? Don't worry. We'll break it down. Yeah, you're 2SLGBTQQIPAA+. Um, that's just stupid. This is Kane Explains 2SLGBTQQIPAA+. First of all, you may see different versions of this term. Okay. It all depends because it changes all the time. Depends on who's using it yeah. and why. And who and why. It's called an initialism. Initialism. Heard is of an acronym? Those are abbreviations that create new words. Yeah. Like how as soon as possible turns into ASAP. ASAP. I know or how the U.S. National Aeronautics and Space Administration turns into NASA. I don't know. How does 2S, LGBTQ, PPIPAA turn into anything worth uh, worthwhile? For an initialism, instead, we pronounce each letter separately. So we wouldn't pronounce this. You know what I mean. No, not really. OKWME provides support and education on 2SLGBTQ. Okay, it's just too stupid. I can't do it anymore. I can't take the stupid anymore. I might catch it. And then there's this Cartoon Network. The, the, the network I used to watch, Curds the Cowardly Dog and SpongeBob and uh, what the hell else? Well, it's all sorts of shows. The comedy ne- or the uh, Cartoon Network. I loved it. I loved it. But they got a new show. It's called We Baby Bears. 
which is also um, a word that hairy gay guys use for each other. They call themselves bears. I'm not kidding. I looked this up. Yeah. So a new episode of Cartoon Network said, We Baby Bears introduces a non-binary character who goes by the they-them pronouns. And, and the interesting is, this this uh, bear, whatever the hell it is, is standing on a pirate ship, and he's standing at the mizzenmast, and there's the mizzenmast behind him, and he introduces himself, and all of a sudden it turns into a stage, and the mizzenmast becomes a stripper pole. I'm not kidding. It becomes a stripper pole. Ah, he found Jared, poor lad. And this be Winnie. Hey there. Okay, that's the uh, non-binary whatever the hell it is. Here. I am the great Winifred. She, her, actor extraordinaire. Yeah, and a stripper pole. Yeah. A little more on this on the other side. Let's take a break. It's the Rob Carson Show. He's the best thing to come out of Iowa since Superman and Captain Kirk. It's the Rob Carson Show. Biggest hit for Pink Floyd. Even with Gen Z and millennials. We don't need no education. It rings true. We don't need no thought control. Ding it, ding it, bring it back, bing it. found in the last couple of years how badly our children are being indoctrinated in public schools. When it first came out, when kids were staying at home, all of a sudden lessons were opened on laptops and moms and dads looked over their kid's shoulder and saw critical race theory. What the hell is that all about? And then the Democrats said, oh, we're not teaching critical race theory. It doesn't exist. And then you said, well, yeah, it does. And they said, that's misinformation. And then they embraced CRT and they said that if you don't accept CRT, you're a racist. Boop. What? Yeah, that's what they did. That's what they do with everything. What they do is they turn it, they create a fight, and then they turn it against you. So, uh, you could, there's nothing you can say that will make you not racist to the left. You're always going to be a racist, even if you're black. You say, but I'm married to a black woman. Well, that doesn't, that's, that's because of tokenism. Well, what if I got black kids with my wife who's black? Uh, well, again, that's tokenism. You're just using it to uh, you know, assuage your white guilt. And the same goes with everything. You're a homophobe. You're a transphobe. If you disagree with them, you're a phobe. You're a ism. You're whatever. It's ridiculous. Now we got a non-binary character uh, who introduces himself on a stripper pole on Cartoon Network. There, me new crew. This is awesome. Our crew also has a new addition, Pink Box. They use they them pronouns and they make an exceptionally good quiche. Oh, you know, shut up. Dear God, I can't take it. Well, some kids are tired of it. This is a uh, a walkout of high school students. Uh, an end wokeness walkout in Canada. Oh, no, 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 no. This is in the U.S. Massachusetts middle, middle students went in and said they're tired of being indoctrinated. They were told they had to wear a rainbow shirt to school, and they got all this over-the-top pride crap. Meanwhile, you can't wear red and green around Christmas time. And here's the story, because the kids went in and said, we're done with it. And what did the, uh, what did the left do? Well, of course they call them racist. They call them transphobes. They call them homophobes. It's not about being forced in ideology against your religious convictions or whatever belief you have. You are a transphobe. Displays of intolerance and homophobia are unacceptable. This type of intolerant rhetoric 
starts in the home. Parents ang- it starts in the home. You better shut down those parents. You can't trust your parents. Angry at town hall. Oh, let's give you your own pronoun and another name, and we'll start transitioning you. For intolerance at Marshall Simons Middle School, kids were asked to wear rainbow clothes in honor of Pride Spirit Day, but some organized a counter protest wearing red, white, and blue or black. The principal sharing a statement to families that Pride posters were ripped down, stickers ripped up, some students chanted USA are my pronouns, and students showing pride were intimidated. It was an unruly disruption. Oh, you poor thing. In fact. Just, you can't force feed our political beliefs to your children and they get mad. It was organized ahead of time. While some parents were upset, others say it was overblown. Some of the kids threw the stickers on the ground. But, you know, I can only speak for my daughter. She just, she didn't want to wear that to school. It's not that she wanted to hurt anybody's feelings. She says her daughter felt coerced to participate in the Pride event Duh. and was offended by some of the messages. That's like what they do. From Tennessee. You cannot dissent. Dissent is disinformation. Dissent makes you an ist or you have an ism. Don't you know that, kids? Wear your rainbow shirt and shut up and hate yourself for being white or hate white people when you're black. Don't you get it? Last hour of the Rob Carson Show right ahead. I wouldn't go anywhere if I were you. hating left and Democrats didn't expect. Unlike them, we don't hate America. We are finally putting America first. It's the Rob Carson Show. These are high school kids walking out of their school in Ottawa, Canada. Because they're fire, tired of being... Robert Kreitzik here for Rebel News. Here outside Longfields Davidson High School. It's a public high school here in Ottawa. And there's a little walkout that's been scheduled here by a bunch of students in opposition to what some of them have described as an indoctrination program regarding so-called LGBTQ curriculum. Yeah, it's happening all over the country, and kids are mad about it. Listen to this. Here's a uh, video that's going around uh, Huntington Beach, California. This woman is uh, forcing these kids to watch a movie uh, about LGBTQ pride. And you can see the movie. It's two women making out on the screen, right? And uh, and the kids are sitting there going like, uh, is this kind of like uh, inappropriate? I want you to listen to this. And then the teacher says, you will watch the movie or you'll come to school on Saturday next year. <laughs> boo. They're seeing the flag waving there. Boo. <laughs> boo. <laughs> Why are you showing this to kids? That's a good question. Why are you showing this to kids? Hey, I'll warn you guys now. If you're going to be inappropriate, I will have supervision down and give all of you a Saturday school for next year. So knock it off. Yeah, well, your video is inappropriate and you should be fired. Moron. And then there's this, and then there's some more, some more people saying we're done. We're done with this nonsense. Uh, for instance, uh, in California, Orange County Board of Supervisors voted to ban pride flags from being flown outside of county property, not between American flags like they did at the White House last weekend. Yeah, that meeting is still going on right inside that door, and that vote came down just minutes ago, as you said, the council voting unanimously to approve the resolution. Take a look at the vote. Councilman Five. Yes. Councilman Mahmoud. So anyway, they got rid of the uh, this flag mandate and all this, and and I said this uh, at the beginning of the month. 
that uh, Pride Month had jumped the shark this year. This is from Image O. Morris, Breitbart. She says, Pride has been destroyed by the LGBT machine, but the achievement of civil, uh, equal civil rights is worth honoring. There's another piece by Sean Fitzpatrick. Pride Month goeth before the fall. It is pandering, it is patronizing, and it is grooming. And if you want people to come to your side, you can't suddenly say when they question being force-fed, and they and they just say, "Hey, hey, hey! I'm not. I'm. You know, uh, can, can we have a discussion about this?" And you immediately say, "You're a homophobe. You're a transphobe. You're a hater." And they and they drum you into silence. Is that winning? Is that winning to you? Most gay people would say, "No, of course it isn't." What they do is they bully you into it. They tell you that you're going to believe this way, and if you don't, you're a racist. If you don't, you're a homophobe. If you don't, you're a whatever. And you're like, I didn't start this fight. I'm not gay bashing anybody, and I'm not racist. Well, yeah, you are. Well, why? Because you're white. Well, but I'm not racist. Well, yeah, but you're a Republican, but I'm black. But you can still be a white supremacist. Shut up. Dear God, are we just tired of this crap? I'm tired of this crap. Everybody's tired of this crap. And the, the radical LGBTQIA, all that stupid, stupid acronym or whatever the hell it is, you screwed the pooch. You screwed the pooch. You took this, and I'm not talking about gay people. I'm just talking about the radicals. You ruined it. You wrecked it for everybody else. This is what Democrats have always done. They get in, they overplay their hand. They think they have some sort of a mandate. Barack Obama did that. But now they don't even play that game. Now they just say, well, wait, we don't have a mandate, but we're going to rule against the will of the American people anyway. Right? Do you think anybody wanted the, the federal budget to be blown up by a third and continued into infinity after COVID? Do you, do you think that we are down with the southern border being wide open? Do you, are you? Really? No, because you're being ruled against. There's no mandate, and now they don't even recognize the fact they don't have a mandate. They just force it. And you are witnessing the seeds of it. The, the revolution already started. It was against us. It was against the United States. It was a revolution to turn us into some sort of Maoist utopia. Always fails. A lot of people end up dying. It always fails. Look at the last century of socialism. Look to the body pits with 100 million people plus buried there by countries like China and the Soviet Union and Germany, which, by the way, Nazi is socialist. And Pol Pot and Cuba, I can go on and on. They've tried it before, and they want to try it again, but they've never done it in a country with a First and Second Amendment. And we all know what those are about. First Amendment is about being able to uh, redress your grievances, uh, worship, uh, speak freely, and the Second Amendment is there to protect us from those who would take that away from us. That's why they say we've got to ban these weapons of war. Well, wait, wait, wait. Why don't you go after handguns? That's killing all the people. No, we want the weapons of war. Do you know why they don't want you to have the supposed weapons of war? Because it's the only weapon that you have that could defend you against their weapons of war. You wonder why they want 87,000 IRS agents capable of using weapons? Do you wonder why uh, Barack Obama stockpiled 1.5 billion rounds of ammunition for the DHS while he was the president? You ever think about it? Maybe put two and two together? We're done. I think we're done. Let's go to Chris in Fort Worth, and then we got Barbara from Baltimore in a second. Let's go with Chris Chris first. Chris, welcome to the show. Rob, how are you, my man? This is your man, 
Catman Chris, Fortress Fort Worth, a Panther City Tiger. And, um, you know, I, I want to start off by saying Pink Floyd and Led Zeppelin are my most favorite bands ever. You want to hear something? This will make you proud. Hey, hey, Chris, 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 hold on. This will make you proud. My son, one of his favorite albums that he listens to at length is Dark Side of the Moon. A kaboom. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love Dark Side. That's, that's what addicted me to him. Oh, brother. But, you know, uh, that's funny. You know, my transvestite kitty cat, I keep on calling her he, she, her. I can't get used to calling him he, but that's another who, day. Who is this? This is my Shyla, my transvestite kitty cat. Remember, I got the world's first transvestite. Oh, that's cat. right. You have a trans cat. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> He's forcing all the, uh, all the other cats to accept him in the neighborhood, or they're going to be called uh, trans catist. Well, he don't mind what I call him. <laughs> all, right. all right. What but else hey, is going on? Uh, on Wednesday, I decided I'd go hang my beautiful stars and stripes off my balcony. Yes. And I, I put it up on Wednesday and I, uh, I mean Tuesday and on Wednesday I celebrated flag day and Donald Trump's birthday. And my daughter's and, birthday, uh, 18. And then mm-hmm. I decided, you know what? I'm going to keep my flag out there. Yep. Through, uh, rain, sleet, hell or snow. I'm keeping my flag up. And that's I'm what not, I do. And, and, and uh, I'm not going to take it down unless it gets worn and torn. I got another one to replace it. That's what we but, did. And, and you, yeah. you know, you know, Chris, it's interesting. My, my wife works at, uh, she does a part-time job at Ace Hardware. And, uh, you know, it's just it's how it ways kind of teaches her in touch with, uh, you know, her friends and whatnot. And she gets a little discount and all that. And they have a place where you can bring an American flag in, fold it properly, and they will dispose of it properly for you. Yeah. And, you know, what, what Biden did by desecrating our flag next to the LGBTQ flag. It was ridiculous. It was disgusting. It was an yeah. offense to everybody. Um, that, well, it's not LGBTQ, that's for sure. And that's the majority of us. And uh, 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 this communism, uh, I I pray Trump gets elected. I'm worried about his life. I'm afraid afraid they're going to try to kill him, assassinate him. Uh, So I pray for him all the time. And because he is at least one person, I believe, can turn the ship around. Yeah, as long as he has the right people. Well, I will tell you, Chris. Um, they will start a war. They will start yeah. a civil war to prevent Donald Trump from being the president. They will do I anything. Hope. Be ready. We're already in a constitutional crisis with a crooked man in the White House. He's never going to yeah. make it to the finish line. But uh, I'm going to tell you, buddy. Uh, I would stand in front of that firing squad. If if uh, if Donald Trump were were leaned up against it, and I think there are a lot of other people who would stand in front of him, because he Absolutely. he's not a politician; he's a movement. Steve Bannon, I played yeah. that earlier. He's not a politician; he's a movement. He's us, and yes, that includes Democrats and Republicans who love the country. I I agree with you 100. percent And if he does become president on his yeah. first day of the oath office, he needs to put the military on high alert. Yeah. He needs to put the National Guard on high alert. He wants to. We need to stop uh, any pr- violent protesting and destruction of property and arrest people. We really need to do a big house cleaning. Not well, you know they did that when Joe when they when Joe Biden took office. They kept the National Guard there for a year to keep people from protesting the election of twenty twenty. 
So, uh, but but we aren't violent. We never were violent. Trump supporters are never violent. We always make our venues cleaner after new appearances. Uh, so, uh, not so, listen. I gotta run. I gotta run, Chris, because I got Barbara on the phone in Balmer. Hello, Barbara. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! What a great show! What a great show! And I just want to tell you, last call. His name is Chris. It's not if. It's not if. It's when. Boom. It's when we get in the office. Rob, you are on fire today. I thank you so much. Oh, my goodness. Before I say anything, (laughs) I have to give you have some blue-collar, hard-working people here in the Baltimore area who love you and listen to you while they're in their bobcats and on their Caterpillar big trucks digging holes and stuff. Hey, Mickey, I know you're there. You listen, Mickey. And also Diamond Jim, who sing. They talk about you. They love you. Diamond Jim. Guess what? He sounds almost like Sinatra. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that's good to know, Barbara. That's good to know. Yes, he does. I'm so excited. I'm so excited because I called down today. Oh, gosh, this is so off script. But I'm just going to say what I got to say. I called down today. I got reservations. I'm going to Pickens. I'm going to Pickens, South Carolina. I'm going to be there. I am going to be at the Trump rally. Boom! Oh, my God. It is, you know, it's filling up. It's filling up fast. But (laughs) I got in. I got in. I got a room. I got a room for two days. I'm thinking about staying down there and talking to some people, maybe go to some diners. I don't know what I'm going to do. Barbara. Barbara, I might might have to pull some strings and see if I can get you close to the stage. You got some strings you can pull? Uh, you know, Donald Trump does think I'm the funniest guy on TV. Well, I tell you what, I tell you what. Oh, my God. Oh, Lord have mercy, Jesus. And the shirt I'm going to be wearing is, I'm still a Trump girl. Oh, you got to wear that monster truck shirt. Yes. No, I have another one that says I'm still a Trump girl. But I wear that, too. And I got some Trump pants. I got, I got it all. I got it all. All right. I'm ready. All right. Now, what day is that rally again? It's going to be July the 1st. Oh, hell, I love it. Oh, my God, I'd yeah, love to be there, too. July the 1st, and it's going to be right. a picket, and I'm just going to keep going south because I, I have a lot of family down there, all, right. all the Good way down you. to Nikki's Place in Orlando, the mm-hmm. best soul food restaurant in Florida. You might have to stop by a roadside stand and get a, a pig ear sandwich. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With some cracklings on this side. Oh, my goodness. Yes, yes, yes. Well, Barbara, God bless you. You're going to have to keep me abreast of this. For you, I'm going to play an updated edition of the song that we've done about Donald Trump. Uh, This is the Jack Smith edition of Can You Hear the People Sing. This is for Barbara. Barbara, God bless you. Have a glorious weekend. Enjoy this. Do you hear the people sing, singing a song of Donald Trump? Indict him at your peril And next year you'll get thumped Jack Smith is a left-wing hack The man's a real disgrace This is sure to blow up in his face Good will win Are we still America? Or is this a third world state? Where you're allowed to prosecute The people that you hate We must stop them all before it's too late. Do you hear the people scream? Stop this insanity. Concocting lame indictments, cause Trump's your enemy. Uh It proves that you're afraid, afraid of Donald's run. Cause when he's reelected, you're all done. Amen. There you go. I am your voice. I am your warrior. 
I am your justice. And for those who have been wronged and betrayed, I am your retribution. I am your retribution. There you go. There you go. All right, we're going to take a break and come back. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. If the left tells you to quiet down, get louder. It's the Rob Carson Show. This, this, this is a fourth turning. We're, we're in the middle of this. This is a fight, and it's not foregone how it's going to turn out. I told you we're the middle of a war. It's not the beginning of a revolutionary war. The war already started. They've been firing at us for years. That's where you come in. This is, quite frankly, about you. This is what they're trying to remove, is you and your voice. Mm -hmm. It's not Trump. It's not Tucker. It's not me. And President Trump knows that. He knows he's leaving a is leading a movement. He's not a politician. He's never been a politician. Told you. He's not a politician. He's not a candidate. He's a movement. I, I'm, I'm speaking the truth because I, I live there. Now it's beginning to be crystallized to me. You know, I grew up a poor kid in southwest Iowa, working a farm. Uh, never was racist. Never was homophobic. Uh, went through my life, made my own business, tried to do very well at, uh, you know, what I do as a, as a comedy writer, as a performer, uh, never did anything racist. Then all of a sudden, last few years, I'm suddenly a racist. Uh, I'm suddenly racist because I'm saying, you know, why don't we do something for the poor black kids in the inner city communities, fix their schools? Well, maybe it's Democrats. You're a racist. No, 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 I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I just want these kids to be saved. And the Democrat Party keeps saying they're going to save them or do something and promise stuff. And all they do is they leave money on the dresser the day after Election Day, and they leave them. And, and, I, and I don't want my kids to be indoctrinated, my daughter to think that she's a boy, and my son to think she's a girl while they're in elementary school. You're a homophobe. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. So the day of reckoning is here. They fired all of these things, all of this absurdity. Those are all volleys. They're meant to show you up. They meant you, to, you have to accept what they say in lockstep, whether it's the government or Target or Bud Light. You have to agree with them publicly. It must be said. There can be no dissension. That is disinformation. That's why I said dissent is not disinformation. So I, I feel very blessed because we're here at this time. I waited my whole life to get here with you. And uh, while a lot of times you get into radio and you're, you know, in your 20s and then your 30s and you're all, you're, you, and by the time you're in your 50s, you know, really? Well, I'm a fresh voice in talk radio. <laughs> because ideas don't have an expiration date. Oh, my God, did he say it? Yeah, I said it. <laughs> I re- <laughs> that was so cheesy. <laughs> you know, ideas don't have an expiration date, unlike the zucchini that i found in the fridge last night and i did i had one of those things where i was looking through the fridge and i was cleaning and you ever had that thing where you reach into the produce drawer and you you uh, end up you find yourself i don't know second knuckle deep in a piece of fruit that's rotten and you go Ugh! yeah i had that happen last night so my this is not the rotten zucchini of radio now again I, i'm trying i'm, I'm reaching a little <laughs> Oh, here's a funny story. How about a funny story? All right, so this guy decided to play a, a practical joke on his family because he didn't feel appreciated. So what he did is he faked his own death. He faked his, his name is David Berton, and he is from Belgium. He's Belgian. Listen to this story. Faked his own funeral, just like Huck Finn. A Belgian man has faked his own death to see who would attend his funeral in a TikTok stunt. Oof. 
David Burton's children announced his death on social media after the 45-year-old felt underappreciated by his wider family. A funeral notice was posted on Mr. Burton's account, notifying <laughs> them of a funeral the following day. He then arrived at the ceremony in a helicopter. He did. <laughs> Just flew right into his funeral. Nobody knew what was going on. But he gets out of the helicopter, and he's alive. And he goes, ta-da! And everybody's crying because they thought he was dead. Now, wouldn't you have been uh, bummed out? cruel, if you ask me. Yeah. The man who has 160,000 followers on TikTok received online backlash. For yeah, him. unfortunately, I would do that, and my wife, I'd come home in the helicopter, and she'd have all her friends over and have a party. Uh, let's take a break and come back. This is the Rob Carson Show. All right, guys, have a glorious weekend. Watch my TV show on Newsmax this weekend, Rob Carson's What in the World. Go to NewsmaxTV.com right now. Find out when and where. You will laugh, I promise. God bless you. I'll see you Monday. And until Monday, don't catch the stupid. See you.